Welcome to Georgia Institute EMS Presents EMS Underground. I am the host, Charles Fall, and today I am joined by Mr. Georgia Institute himself, Tom Campaign. Yeah, I'm here. Come yeah. give blood. Don't forget <laughs> about Saturday. Got to give blood. I, I want so your much. blood. I, I love our blood. Come give uh, me your blood. You know, the office was not so much a comedy as much as uh, very close to the life I live. <laughs> so, uh, but I do want you to know that today, this episode is brought to you by Gamefly. Uh, sign up for a premium free 30-day trial. That's one game out at a time, specifically for our listeners over at, and uh, I guess it's on the front page, there's my URL. Hook us up, people. I'm still working on this over at GameFlyOffer.com forward slash EMS Underground. All right, so GameFlyOffer.com forward slash EMS Underground. We'll give you that trial because I know that lots of people like us like to play games, and we're trying to find ways to, oh, live video interrupted. There it goes. We're on and get on again. On and off, on and off, on and off. Oh man. So <laughs> it's like a Georgia Bulldog football game. <laughs> oh, no, no. You and I are both ranked. <laughs> <laughs> uh for our Georgia fans. Rank. You like football, you deserve it. Just saying all oh, you shoes balls of the devil. The devil. So um, yeah, obviously we're trying to find ways to to make things happen. So there's that. The podcast, uh, especially today with this video not really working well, the podcast can compliments be found. of who's it called? Charter Spe- Spectrum. Spectrum. Now. Yeah, compliments of Spectrum and probably our local utility who made the power go off like ten Five, minutes. Yeah. Before the podcast? Yeah, right before the podcast. I was sitting down, and I was starting to set up everything, and the whole building went down for, what, 30 seconds? Yeah. You know? But it was enough to throw everything off. Exactly. And, uh, yeah. And then, you know what? This plays in the EMS a little bit here, uh, which is, uh, yeah, somebody typed, are you Michael Scott? He absolutely is Michael Scott. Uh, I am Jim Halpert all day long. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, yeah. you're Jim, all right. <laughs> that, makes like Dwight. Dwight. <laughs> no, that makes Jeremy Dwight. No, that makes Jeremy Dwight. <laughs> hey, you know what? I want to go this weekend. I want to see a House of a Thousand Corpses, like the, the Rob Zombie movie. Yeah, that's decent. Have you seen it? Yeah, because it's got Dwight in it. Does it? I didn't realize that's Dwight that. is the star. Okay, it's been a, it's been a while since I've I, seen I it. I haven't seen it, and I've never seen it. And when I went mm, on vacation. I went to the Rob Zombie House of Thousand Corpses oh, haunted that's right, house, the haunted house thing, yeah. and I was like, and it was pretty cool. So I went and I pulled it up on on the, um, Apple TV or whatever. Yeah, and it was him. I was like, it's the way. I got to see it now, for sure. Yeah. So are, uh, are we even working? Gross. Because kind of. No, it keeps freezing and unfreezing. I mean, it's like freezing and unfreezing, unfreezing. I mean, is it really doing anything? Frank M. Grantham says, "Hello, guys. What's up?" Um, I don't know. It's like it's having a seizure or yeah. something. And that. So here's what's interesting that could play into EMS a little bit is, uh, of course, we can't. We're not getting what we want out of the internet here. It's just the upload is horrendous. We've reset the modem, blah, blah, blah. It's kind of like dealing with a difficult patient, right? You want them to do what you want them to do, and forcing them sometimes doesn't work. So in this case, we unplugged the modem, plugged it back. We forced it to do a cycle, you know, full power cycle reset. But we can't force it to actually work right. We can't force it to do what we want. And so we had to call the company. And sometimes I just like calling the medical control or whatever. And I'm not sure how. I mean, everybody can help me put this analogy together. But here's what happened. So text force on the phone. And Jeremy's on speaker with him, and we're sitting there, and we got, we do have some, we have down internet pretty well, so we can surf, which is it's a hard time to put our show out and do our show today. And so, uh, I, as I do, whenever we have these issues that we can't fix, and, and tech support's like, well, I can't really find anything wrong. We're, you know, we're at the, and they're just stonewalling, being slow. He left on speaker, like, hey, look, Comcast will give us 300 down and 25 up for less than we're paying the Spectrum. Oh, hey, you looks like we need to roll a truck out your way. Yeah. I mean, instant, right? 
And yep. there's and ways. And it was funny. Her system's down too. Yeah, her system went down as well. She had to reboot her computer. Uh, uh, and so uh, uh, the way that works kind of in EMS is you ha- sometimes you have to make sure it's the patient's idea, right? You know you want them to come on, get in the truck, let's go to the hospital. They need to be seen, and, and they're hemming, they're hawing, or maybe they want to gather up their, their pills. And sometimes you have to make them think. Safety. They need to go do things. What safety? <laughs> no. Oh, I am not in middle school. I don't understand your games. But uh, somebody asked. Meow. Um, somebody asks, where do we give blood? What day and time? Saturday. Come out Saturday. 10 a.m. to 4 p.m.? Yeah. Come give it. Now, I told Jeremy, interestingly enough, it's too bad we, we didn't set it for a little bit later ending in the day because, uh, which actually the city probably appreciates that we didn't, because they had an art walk last week, except they didn't because it rained and it was cold, right? Hey, Dwight, what's up? Fact, bears eat beets. <laughs> See? Huh? What did he say? Fact, bears eat beets. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, but uh, the art walk got moved to this Saturday night in on the square. So from 6 p.m. till 8 p.m. is the art walk with a bunch of people, including my daughter, is going to be out there selling their art and that kind okay. of thing. So and we're kind of come get blood, run close to it. Yeah, get can there we early. Take their blood, or do we? Yeah, have, you, know, yeah, you know, you can do whatever you got to do. Is, well, um, just in a uh, you know some Halloweenish news. Did you see about the uh, twenty thousand dollars? Anybody want to make twenty thousand dollars out there? Yeah. If you can survive, or if you can make it through this haunted house, oh, nobody's made it through. They'll yet. give you twenty thousand dollars. I don't understand what could be so scary that you can't make it it's through. It's not just to, it's your you sign documents allowing it's them a 40 to torture page. My you. My wife was showing this. It's a forty-page document. They torture you. So they put their hands hours. on you and stuff. They actually bury you. I mean, like if you're afraid of being buried, they have people like where they actually buried them. Wow. Waterboard. I mean, like, if you look at the video. Is this in the United States? Because it yep, sounds like you it's could in die. Tennessee. Yeah, that's part of it. You go in there on your own free will, and people do it, do stuff to you. They say that you'll get bruised, you can get cut. Interesting. Yeah, I'm like, it is like mental and physical anguish for up to 10 hours. <laughs> okay, he's not going, I want to beat this. Tom was going, how do we do this here at the school? That, that's <laughs> I got you. <laughs> like, that's not, that's not. Actually, I came up with an idea. I was like, hey, I can't do 20000 but I might could do a little something and see who could survive the, Calera- Cala- the uh, Carolina Bonnet Reaper Pepper. Oh, no. I would love Mm-mm. to see somebody eat one of those. No, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Um. Uh, yeah, that's. Do you that's, know you know anything about it? Yeah, I know a little bit. I know a little bit. All right, about so it. a jalapeno is about one hundred and fifty thousand to three hundred thousand scopels. Right. The reaper is up to three million. Jesus Christ! No, I'm good. Um, I like my intestines where they are. So yeah, that's a. Uh, uh, I just. Wonder, <laughs> I wonder if Jeremy would do it for fifty bucks, and couldn't we do it and get him on the show? To do it well that'd be part of the deal here's 50 bucks but sit right here at the end of the table and do it jeremy if you hear me here's 50 bucks so there you know there you go all right um so moving on to uh the why i was trying to see if if the internet would would Stop smooth having out a seizure. but yeah it's, it's not uh it's not and so uh we can either carry on or we can call it short um so we are putting out the podcast, and well, that's the idea anyway. So if you you look up EMS Underground and all your podcatchers anywhere you listen to podcasts, or go to Anchor.fm and uh, slash EMS Underground, all the information is there as well. And then and Georgia Institute of EMS so is GeorgiaEMT.com. All the way over to the right it says podcast, and you click on that, and it has everything there as well. So uh, today I wanted to talk about the why of EMS. Because we, we do talk about news stories. In fact, we hear that there might be some new news stories coming out very soon about the stuff going on in EMS. And actually, I don't know. They write so many different ones. I have no idea which one which angle right. they're covering this time. I thought time. one was supposed to come out today, but it didn't. So yes. 
Excuse me. Um, but you know, we we talk about what we need to fix in EMS and what's wrong, and and there's a there's a long term battle ahead of us, and it's been going on for a long time. You know, man, and just it's like everybody talks about this, but I always feel like that we focus on the wrong stuff to fix. Everybody's always wanting to do. I guess everybody has their opinion, and I guess I have mine, but I, I just feel like. Uh, you know, everybody talks about, oh, we work too much or, you know, you got to work two jobs to support a family. And I got a friend, friend, one of my friends on Facebook did a long post and he was really hitting and ripping business owners and counties and stuff about, okay. you know, how much that you're paying individuals and stuff. Why are we ripping on the business owners in the counties? Why aren't we ripping on the on the governments that are paying the bills? The government and the insurance companies that are paying the bills and the people who aren't paying their bills. You know, if you go to a nail salon or a hair salon, you got to pay for it. But people call 911 all day long and they don't and they know they don't have to pay for it. And that's bull crap. But then you fly you, the flip side of that same coin. Right. And this is where everybody lands who is politicians or whatever is. What, and you would too. You land right. here too on this positive side of it. Is okay. What about the person who really needs help but won't call because they know they can't pay for it? And then they die. And I know, I know that's not how it really plays out. Ninety percent of the time, ninety percent of the time is to people who don't need it call and, and don't nine, pay for and 90% it. And ninety percent of the time, too, the ones that don't pay for it who said they can't pay for it, but yet they got cars, they got cell phones, and they don't pay anything. The thing is, people, we're not going to fix EMS pay. Until we get the money rolling in. Whenever you go to the hospital and it costs... All right, so my daughter went to the doctor. Mm-hmm. All right, she went to the doctor for an evaluation. All we did is we sat in the waiting room. We sat in the waiting room longer than we saw the doctor. Sure, We yeah. saw the doctor oh, yeah. for maybe yeah. 15, 20 minutes. Got the bill... The bill was four hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> because okay. you took up precious space in his waiting room. He had to well, pay for Disney Plus or exactly. something. Exactly. It must have. So but you know what? Insurance pays most of that. Like that. Don't even question it. Uh, well a doctor bill, we gotta pay that. Pay the doctor bill. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, and yeah, the ambulance comes out and the ambulance bills four hundred bucks. They're like, well, We'll just negotiate this right down to $250. And you know what? We're going to scrutinize it because was it warranted? Was it necessary? Yeah, there's that flip side of I, uh, with my kids' insurance. It's it's well visits, and they really have a push. Some insurance will even pay you essentially. Like, hey, if you go to all these checks throughout the year, we'll give you a $50 gift card type of deal or we'll give you this that so there's all this and well there's an incentive which keeps costs down on the hot lot right the other end but when you actually call well i mean it should be if you call 911 and you needed it we pay a hundred percent right and that would help the system and and then it's like well you could have gone by car you know it was document blah blah, blah and and then it's then it's back on you and we're not going because that was that is what will happen. Like I had right. a knee surgery and I had full on, I think Blue Cross Blue Shield or one of those. Uh, actually, might have been United or one of the ones that went under that sucked. But um, I, you know, I don't like all, any of them. But there's some that are better than others. I'll give you that. Right. There's some that are more reliable. And my surgeon submitted the bill, and his his other his assistant surgeon. I don't know what they're called. They're not like a PA, but I mean they're full surgical on surgical assistant. Yeah, you know, that's it's like it. an Amari yeah. is. It's yeah, okay. Like a, it's a PA, it's but, for, but surgery, for surgery only. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, they submitted a separate bill for him. And they both worked. I mean, it, it was – when I looked at it, I felt like, yeah, of course, all medical stuff's inflated because that's what you have to do in this system to get paid is you inflate it and they, they negotiate it down and then maybe you get what you deserved in the first place. Right. Maybe. Uh, but they flat out denied the second surgeon. Just done. Well, no, we're not paying for him. And – uh, I called that office like, no, 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 don't worry about it. You know, we're, basically the office had already told me you paid the deductible up front and it was two grand right. for that surgery. And I, I paid it up front. Uh, and that's like, that's all we're not going to take. We're not going to come after you for any more money. We'll fight with them. But yeah, and instantly I just got a denial letter saying, well, actually instantly at first they denied both because they submitted two. like, well, they submitted two of the same bill. Obviously they're ripping us off. It's like I even opened up and went, no, 
That's the doctor, whole different name, whole different number. That's the assistant, whole different name, different number. This is not, and the bills are even different. It weren't they weren't the same things on it, and right, you know, it's like uh, it's it's a mess. But but my thing is is that we're not going to fix the pay issues, the disparity in EMS until we get the money rolling in. And you got people out there who think, oh, well, what we got to do is we got to make it. We got to make the requirements to be a paramedic more. We got. We need to make them make it where you have to have a degree to be a paramedic. Well, guess what, people? There's no money out there to pay you. So find that tells the money why. first. So you know, you're you're basically when you're saying this, you're like, why? Why right. are we trying well, to put a degree? A exactly. Why are we trying to put a degree on paramedicine? And and I know as David, what's his face, said it, and his whole thing was, and he he pitched it like a salesman at that meeting. He's like. Hey, uh, and, and yes, I'm talking about the state director of EMS. I never, I'm bad with names. Newton, uh, David Newton. Newton. Yeah. Well, what's his face is close enough. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Uh, but he, he's like, hey, wouldn't it be better if we're always learning more and we have a better education? Nobody's going to say no. No, I want the dumbest paramedic yeah, in the I'll, field. I want the one that made a, yeah. Yeah, no, of course it's better if we could. But, but it is detrimental to the industry. Because you know, nobody can cares. afford it. They can't afford to pay the student loans back. Yeah, because AMR is going to say, you're paramedic? Yep, I've got, a, I've got a master's degree in paramedicine. Good. All right. We'll pay you this much we'll an pay hour. You, I'm making up the number. I don't know what AMR pays. We'll pay you $16 an hour. Hey, Tom, you're paramedic? Yep, I've had my numbers for 10 years. All right, uh, we'll pay you $16 mm-hmm. an hour. Hey, Charles, are you a paramedic? Yeah, I just got to Shut up. Go away. Order the Reaper. Put 50 bucks on the table. It's gone. He said, "Order the ghost pepper reaper. Put fifty dollars on the table, and it is gone. He'll eat it." That's what time to bring the reaper. Ne- I will do it next Thursday's Halloween. We should line this up. Oh yeah, done. Maybe Spectrum will. Maybe. Well, yeah, we're playing that game. Who's going to call first, Comcast or Spectrum? Yep. Right now, whoever they got the business, whoever gets here first. Yeah. So, uh, which then I realized. I'm actually ignoring phone calls because we started recording. <laughs> hey, does this? Hey, so. since we're recording, when we put the podcast up, will it? It won't have all this back and forth, will it? Well, I, we can edit it. I mean, but it's in and out, in and out. So oh no, 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 no! We're smooth. I'm recording a separate audio okay, track. So cool. yeah, oh, no, yeah, the podcast awesome. is smooth. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but you, but that that was the first thing we said. Why is because I went with one of the larger companies, AMR, the largest in the world, Gwinnett Fire, uh, right. Atlanta. Well, Grady, I guess. Grady, they're not going to pay more for a bachelor's degree. And if they do, it's not that much. Number. Yeah, 50 cents a dollar more. I mean, know. it's not enough to get $20,000 in student loans. That's cheap. I'm, well, I'm just yeah. saying, I mean, well, I guess it wants you, if you, people got hope or whatever. But it's not, it's not enough. And it's like people fix those problems, but nobody wants to tackle that. People talk about... You know, well, I made a comment at uh, at the conference about, well, I guess we need to change some legislation. And the comment back was like, well, that ain't going to happen. Well, then you know what? Then how are we going to fix it where insurance companies and government like Medicare and Medicaid have to pay for the ambulance bill? You know, they turn them down just about as much as they accept it. But yet if you go to the doctor and you're like, oh, I've got gas cramps. Oh, okay. Well, here, here's you know, four hundred and fifty dollars for me to push on your stomach and and schedule you for some other tests. You know, right? Without even questioning that, so it's like put us on the same level as the other health professions. But how are we going to do that? How are we going to force that? Whereas insurance companies, they only value our service as being hardly anything. And then that brings the question then. Why should we get into the field? Why do we do what we do, Tom? Why Why are we still willing to fight the fight? Why? Okay, before we get to that, before we get to that, we're going to work this backwards. We're going to work with what right. we're, we're fighting right now. We're going to work now into we also have to fight as an independent school to stay afloat, not just the entrepreneurial fight of it's up to us to get clients and customers, keep them happy, and make sure they're they're satisfied with the product. We're having to fight an uphill battle on pass rates because our pass rates are going to get compared to to other schools and and by people who want just tech schools to teach this and think that right. we're horrible. We're having to jump through so many extra hoops to get accreditation 
that fire departments don't have to do. You know, we, right. have, we have an unfair advantage fire departments or unfair playing field. Or any other government entity. If you're a government entity, you don't have to jump through these hoops. But guess what? I, you know what? I looked online, and you know how many private schools for EMS were out there? I think you th- said like 2,000. No, not 2,000. I'm yeah, just kidding. I think there was like, three. Yeah. Three. Everybody else, government entity. Guess what? They don't have to jump through near as many hoops. I'm like, okay, accreditation. Let's make this. F- You're wanting to make it better? That's fine. I'm all for that. You know what? We already institute a lot of what accreditation mm-hmm. says and does. And a lot of things we go above and beyond. We go above and beyond our hours in the classroom than what technical schools and stuff do. We t- we do a lot for our students to help them be successful. All they got to do is reach out and grab the hand. But the thing is... Tech schools don't have to do that. We do. Right. And But they get to jump through less hoops than we do to get accredited. That's not right. It needs to be equal across the board. If this school has to do it, then this school has to do it. So everybody's on an equal playing field So why with, with that battle, with I know, I mean, and I'm not going to throw out too much for laundry, but we have – uh, people who don't do their their schoolwork, and then they're angry that that we're forcing that. They, and notice, I'm saying we're trying to force them to do their work, not just fail them out. We get angry parents who don't understand what's going on. We get a lot of wrath, mainly from the people who don't do their their part of the work. Right. Now you just talked about all that other stuff about how I mean, there are definitely people who think we're trash. And I don't mean us specifically, although I'm sure there are people who think us specifically is trash. But I'm talking about independent schools, private schools in EMS. Why, Tom, are you pushing this rock up the hill? Why are you continuing to add classes and not just go, you know what? We can do something different. Let's forget this. Because I, because I still have faith in people and the people that come to this, that come to the school. I could kick, you know what? The other people, they can whine, complain, do what they want to. I know what we do is a good job. And, um, I know that within my heart that uh, this institution has helped many people become EMTs and get jobs and be able to make a living. I know that. Yeah. I know that. And it's not just make a living. It's make a difference in the community and save lives. I mean, that's the thing we've always talked about. In fact, we're going above and beyond even now. And we're, we're setting up, instead of, instead of just doing boot camps for the physical test, which has proven to help people pass the test, the National Registry Cognitive AEMT, or uh, Psychomotor Exam, not Cognitive. We're now doing, we're going to seminar, because you don't call it a boot camp, but we're doing a seminar on how to pass the National Registry EMT or Advanced yep. EMT Cognitive Exam. And it's going to be running test drills and then reviewing it and going over test-taking skills and really just helping people learn how to test right. because that's a different mindset because we don't to teach study. you to test. Exactly. And how to study for the test. You know, we're not going to teach you just how to beat the test. you got to learn how to study for that test. And we try to do that with our students as we go. But you know what? They don't listen. I'm sorry. We hound it in their brain that, hey, and one of my common sayings is what? Hey, if you hear me in a lecture say the signs and symptoms of blank, blank are, you need to memorize that. And constantly we quiz them and test them. And, and, you know, they just do the minimums. And I keep saying, you know what? You can do the minimums and you can get through this class, but you're not going to pass the registry, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and and that's the other thing I want to be clear is we don't teach to the test. Our first priority is, is making good EMTs and advanced EMTs so that was in your speech almost every time when you come to run my, my sister or my daughter or my wife or my son, I want to know, Hey, you went to my school and then I don't have to worry about it anymore because I know that we taught you right and you're a competent EMT and I can trust you. That's our number one goal is that you're competent and confident when you get into the field. And now we're, we're adding a second part of that of, Okay, we've taught you the knowledge and how to do it, but there's still a mental, some kind of mental disconnect between what you learned and pat and our te- your tests are not easy. I've taken no. them; they are not easy, and you pass these tests 
to and you did you passed them and then you're you're failing the registry and i think a lot of it's psychological right. so now we're adding that step of okay we teach you how to be great and once that's done and that'll be you know, after the end of the class and then we have this seminar that you can come to that's optional that will yeah. let you practice the national registry test taking and yeah. all the way up through a simulator like we have our actual registry simulator that won't tell us the answers it'll just say these are your you past If you were going to take it today, this is yeah. how you would do. And I'll have instructors here and this and that and the other to review it and say, this is why it's for not teach a class, but to go, here's what you did. Here's some better ways to think right. about it or do it. Try again. Um, and so yeah. that's, that's what we're doing. Um, but there's days, man. I'm like, I'm just glad I'm not you. You know, I'm glad there's I'm not. There's days I'm not, I don't want to be me. Yeah. But it's worth it because one you, you got to find what what it what it is that drives you, and for many years in my career, what drove me was the fact that I was out there helping people. I've always been a helper. That's what I've been, and you know I know people need help when they're sick or they're hurt, and I want to be that person there to help them. Well, then I got to a point in my career where I want to help people, attain you know obtain what they want to do. You know, as poor as the pay was and as hard as it was, you know what? My job, I felt like was fulfilling. Yeah. I, I felt like that I got something out of it and I enjoyed doing it. And that's why I did it. And that's why you got to find something that you like doing. And now I'm in a position where I enjoy doing it. I enjoy being able to help my employees, you know, get what they need. I enjoy helping the students get what they need and stuff like that. And that's what we're here for. And that's what this institution stands for. And I can, from my own personal experience, I can talk about when you have that student that you just didn't think was going to make it and you just put in the time and the effort to really reach them and help them. Because they were trying. You just didn't think it was going to happen. And, you know, we had a student recently that, I mean, I, it wasn't a whole lot of time. One hour a week is what I ended up giving him. And a few minutes to make some extra tests for him. And said, and then we just review. and send it. So basically this idea of the seminar just went on one. Yep. First time he took the test, he passed it. Yep. And he's ecstatic, and I'm ecstatic, and it is, it is a, a moment of, like, I helped with that. And I knew he could good, be good. It? Yeah. And that's what – and that's – when you're talking about the why, that's why why I did it, why I do it. why That's why I get up and I fight this every day. I mean, this month of October has been, like, hell for me. I mean, moving, um, dealing with taxes, dealing with, um, you know, accounting issues uh, – just dealing with the general run-of-the-mill work stuff and having con uh, go to the conference, uh, hearing about the changes that we'll be going through, some good ones, some that I'm on the fence about, but just knowing that it's just more work coming, knowing that the year 2020 we're dedicating towards um, accreditation so that we get through the accreditation process and just get get it done and over with. Which means sometime 2020 we should be offering paramedic. So means that we've got to gear up to get ready for that. We got to get instructors ready for that. I got more equipment to buy, and stuff like that. So we've got a lot of building, you know, coming up. A lot to do, but it's growth. <coughs> yeah. Sorry about that, y'all. For people, and then there's also something I've taken on too. It's it's not only like this stuff, you know, I hear about like the people talking about the 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 things that make it difficult in our industry and people wanting more money, wanting more prestige and stuff like that. But you've got a group of people who are focusing on the what I feel like is the wrong areas and we gotta find a funding source. Somewhere you can't pay employees more money if there's not a money tree in your backyard. <laughs> right. You know, and able to harvest $100 bills off of it. You know, it's not, we don't have a goose that lays a golden egg somewhere, and we got to find that revenue source that is going to be constant. What is it that we do to make money? We got to find different ways to make money. You were talking about wellness, you know? Does that mean we need to change the way that we are, or what it is that we do? Just doing emergencies just isn't it anymore. You know? Yeah. What about wellness? How can we 
capitalize on, you know, insurance companies pay for wellness without batting an eye. Everybody gets a wellness benefit. Well, you know what? How do we capitalize on that so we get guaranteed funding? We train crews to go out there and do the wellness visits, draw blood. We do EKGs. We can mm-hmm. transmit EKGs for people, you know? There is telemedicine now. I mean, there's things that we have to try to capitalize upon so that we can be able to reward our employees and our people that are out there in the field. They are worked to death in some places. Yeah. This month alone, we've had three this month alone here in Georgia commit suicide. We got to focus find ways to help curb this. And why? Why is it happening? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and some of it is definitely uh, working. Some of it too much. You know, some of it, uh, there's a video that actually I got to dig up. I want to reshare that I've seen a bunch of different people share it recently that a fire department put together was essentially a musical day in the life. And it starts off with the adrenaline and the calls and, and then they end up running some bad calls and the music changes as they go through with different songs. And then it gets down to the guy at the end of the day or the day after a shift where they're struggling with the calls that went wrong and, and, um, you know, taking pills and drinking alcohol and, and, and essentially killing himself. And they do that funeral. And then they show, you know, a different one where the buddies show up and, and basically sit and hang out with the person until they, they feel better about it. And then they start the day over. I mean, that's the thing. Then you go back the next day and you start it again. Or the next and, and what makes it so hard, you know, that sounds great. But, heck, we're working, you know, i got people working 48-hour shifts. You know what? When I get off, I want to go home and go sleep. I'm yeah. So, I'm sorry yeah. you feel bad, Charles, man, but yeah. I'm tired. I mean, i got my yeah. wife and kids at home I haven't seen in two days, and i got to go to work tomorrow. I mean, I'm getting off. i only got a few hours to go spend with them, and then i got to get up. You don't have time to go check on your buddy, unfortunately, sometimes, but we got to make time somehow, you know? Yes. we got to get to a point where – we're working regular hours, you know, we're not, we're not paying our folks, you know, what somebody at QT or McDonald's mm. would be making. They deserve more yeah. than that. They, yeah. they do. Oh no, that was, that was my thing. Uh, when I was, you're talking about the 2004, 2005, Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, you know, I was struggling to find a job. I mean, I was in EMT as a paramedic rather and, and had had all kind of history and I was making $10 an hour and yeah, you know, uh, you worked 72 hours a week, whatever, but it's still coming down to less than 32 grand. And I went to a quick trip with my wife and they're like hiring assistant managers, not managers, assistant managers starting at 42,000 a year. And I went what? a 10 grand boost to sit here. And run a, I and mean, I like Quick Trip as a brand. I think it's a decent convenience store. So don't get me wrong with it to run a convenience store. And, and you know, there's some places I wouldn't work, but I like to work 40 hours a week and make $10,000 more an hour. I mean, not an hour. Now, wow, I'm there. Now, Sign me up. That's why Where we, we do, that's why we do this show. That's Gamefly. Go check them yeah, out so we can get that $10,000 yeah. an hour. <laughs> or, you know, but, uh, so yeah, there, there's a, there's, there is all of that struggle, you know, from the school aspect of of that. I mean, even today you came in, I thought we were going to be talking about ideas for the show and what we're going to do, and you're like, yeah, I just, we don't, but here's this fire we got to put out. And it's this thing that's been weighing on you, obviously, about what we need to do and how we need to fix it with the school and what's right. coming down the pipe. Because there is a war coming. Make no bones about it. You know, AJC has been covering it. Even CBS and some other people are starting to pick up on there's NBC a Nightly News. I didn't see it, but did you see the article I sent you? I, I've there yeah, are. Time, I though. mean, there are towns that have nothing. Yeah, because people There's are whole getting counties out of it. that have and you've nothing. got and you've got and you got educrats, and I'm calling you out out there, okay? For those of you who are sitting in a a, a technical school or a university in a little cubicle, making you know sixty, seventy thousand dollars a year trying to justify your job, trying to make it where, oh, people need more education. Oh, I got a master's degree. Everybody needs a master's degree. That's wrong. You don't understand that there are communities out there that cannot afford to put people in ambulances Yeah. as it is. There are 
huge areas. And I think the thing on NBC Nightly News said that almost half of all EMS in this country is volunteer. So you're going to tell volunteer paramedics you got to get a degree? Yeah. Are you going to do it as yeah. a volunteer, get a degree? No. No, we talked about this. All good, you know, the, the road to hell is paid with good intentions. Yeah. Uh, we want to provide firefighters with cancer insurance. Who says no? That's why I preface it with with the David thing about wouldn't, and he said this. He said, man, wouldn't it be great if we were always, we were just learning better and we just really built on our book. Nobody's going to say no, but the ramifications from that is, it is David, it is your job not to push your bullshit agenda. It is your job to make sure our industry not only survives, but thrives. Right. And making us do bachelor's degrees right now is not going to work. Or even associate's degrees. Accreditation I mean, in five years for everybody is going to kill the industry. Yep. And we're already having major problems with that. Uh, and and that's that was that's my thing. The cancer bill. Nobody said, yeah, no, we want, yeah, let's let's save firefighters from cancer. They, they're exposed to more cancer-causing carcinogens. Oh, wait, the volunteers have to pay for it because the county said we're not paying for it, and legally they're not, county's not the fire department, even though they're funding the volunteer fire department. Right. So now the volunteer fire department has to mandatory pay for this insurance or they get shut down. So now you took out the volunteers, and that's just an example of good intention. And it still hasn't changed. Now, the fire departments that we keep track of, and actually, if you want to know more about volunteers in Georgia, it's uh, Volunteer Firefighters of Georgia on Facebook. There's articles yep, and stuff um, that go out there. And we're helping out with that as well. We want to help. Uh, obviously, Volunteer Firefighters is not my forte, but it's adjacent to what we do. Yep. So, uh, I'll and mean, we have a lot of close friends that do exactly. it. Exactly. Um, so, but it's like, the fire chief out there was f forced faced with if we don't raise this money, there's going to be a problem, right. and I have to fight for my county, which means I'm going to be illegally fighting fires, and then standing there with my men as as presumably worst case scenario, the state patrol comes to arrest people because technically speaking, it's been shut down and you can't fight fires. And well, like, then the state patrol can come fight the fire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I, 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 I've only known a few of God's special people through my life, and, <laughs> and uh, they, they are um, a militant bunch. Well, I mean, they can tow the hose yeah. just like anybody else can. I've seen some of them. I don't think some of them can tow the hose. Like, yeah. a, you know, but anyway, they, it's, I mean, it's a lot more technical than that, and they would hate, you know, it's yeah. not like a police officer can just show up and throw some water on a fire. Somebody gets hurt doing that. You need good, highly trained firefighters there yeah. either at the volunteer level or the professional level and the government should be supporting that not hindering it right all right so we're gonna take a quick break here because i've got some more places i want to go about why we do what we do but we're gonna take a slight break all right so hey as you know i'm going to read off my paper here but yeah as you know today's show is brought to you by gamefly.com you can get your free uh, premium 30-day trials one game at a time for everybody who listens to this show, it is a gameflyoffer.com forward slash EMS underground. I love to play games, especially when I was on the ambulance. You know, I, you talk about getting off, Tom, and we work 48 hours, I want to go home. Yeah. I wanted to see my family, but then I wanted to play my video games. It was, and honestly, it really was so nice to come home and there's a fresh new orange and white little envelope, which is a Gamefly envelope, yeah. sitting there like, my game, and I forget which one's on my queue because you make a list like Netflix. You know, which one, you know, and I open it up. It's like mm -hmm. Christmas Day, and I play it. Me and my kids play it, so it gave us family time. Um, I, you know, it, it saved us so much money. Instead of buying the newest Mario game, we could just rent it, play it together, send it back after a while, and get a different yeah, one. Yeah, because after about a month of playing it, you get tired of yeah. it. Yeah, sometimes even faster than that. Sometimes yeah. you thought it'd be great, and it's not, and you turn it in. And Gamefly has been so great for that. So uh, for those of you who love gaming and you're in the, the EMS, well, you can be in any field, so share this code with anybody. But we, of course, have the heart from the medics out in the field for us. Uh, again, go to GameFlyOffer.com forward slash EMS underground for your free 30-day trial, and you'll not regret it, I promise you. Uh, so coming back in here, I've got some more other questions, but it, it does remind me. I heard this morning that uh, Georgia Assembly is looking at some legislation to pay Georgia football players, UGA players. And really? where, where do you fall on the whole stand? Just a quick overview of where you fall in the whole sense of college players getting paid. I thought they got paid. 
Well, not officially, because that's well, illegal. They get a free education. Some of them. I don't think all of them do. do they're they? on scholarship. They do. That's a, Yeah, well, if they're on scholarship, they're play, right. Well, they're playing. They're on scholarship. I mean, right. there's very few walk-ons. Okay. Very few walk-ons. And most walk-ons get a scholarship after a period of time. But, but I mean, the argument is UJ's making millions of dollars off the UJ brand because of the football team. Yeah, but it's supposed to be amateurs. I don't know. Well, there you go. So you're saying no pay. I I don't know either. There's no easy answer to any of this. I'm like, I mean, they get they get housing provided, they get food provided, their books provided, their health care is provided. They do, uh, you know, they get the world, they get world class personal training. I hear you, but then at the same time, I think you sit there and go. But the blood, sweat, and tears you put in, you're 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 making this much, whatever the tuition, all that adds up to. But because of how you played today, they're making millions on that. Yeah, but the millions is going back into to the college to pay for professors, pay for the buildings, and stuff like that. Oh, I see you're more in line the janitor's pockets. I see how you are. Well, yeah. I mean, if you start doing that, one percent well right here, man. You heard it with Tom. But if you if you <laughs> if you start paying. Because now you're talking about paying millions and millions of dollars for football players. I mean, what are you going to pay them? Oh yeah, I don't know. And and, and you ju- it was just a radio blip. Um, and it's it's uh, and by the way, Vanessa just texted me. Get, Comcast left me a message, so apparently they called back first. Ah. <laughs> I just couldn't take it because we're right here. But I'll come back right after the so, thing. But, so yeah. I'm not opposed to it, to be honest with you. It's just I don't think it should be like pro and they're making millions. I mean, maybe they should make, you know, uh, you know, maybe tens of thousands or whatever, you know. Yeah, I don't I mean, I, I, I don't know either. But it's, it's it is time to relook at things and, and see what happens. Because when these rules were put in place about yeah. no pay and amateurs, there wasn't these television televised games that we have now went into branding worldwide branding and video games and everything right. else that we have now so who knows who knows it's just an interesting interesting thing to talk about yeah i mean i don't i mean i'm not opposed to it i just you know yeah i just yeah. don't want it to end up being another like a, a junior pro league you know it's yeah where you know all right, the the school I choose to go to is based off of how much money they're going to pay me or something. I don't. Yeah. Well. I, so yeah. so then you got like Mercer who will never be able to afford anybody good, versus Alabama who's just going to. And that's the thing. So you you'll, you'll have select schools like Alabama, Georgia, you know, Florida, Florida mm-hmm. State, you know, Clemson. They're going to get all the good players because what. They're gonna pay them good, better, you know. So, yeah, it's always gonna. So, what's the point of a championship game? Because, you know, Troy's not gonna be able to afford to pay somebody a million dollars to come play for them. I don't know. You're right. I mean, it's, it's they got a long way to go, but apparently, it is something being talked about right but now. But if it's like a level cross board stipend that everybody mm-hmm. gets, like no matter what school you go to, then yeah. Let's see. You know, I think we should start a we should start a university football oversight board that all universities have to pay into, so that we figure out who's getting the even playing field. Yeah. And we'll, I mean, I think a fair salary for that would be a million dollars a year each, right? Just because we're making sure that yeah. everybody has the play, that fair playing field, and uh, there's a lot of numbers to crunch, Sounds right? Good to me. Yeah. All right, cool. We're on that. <laughs> I just want the job that makes sure that all of them get a good vacation. So I'll go check, make sure. You know. <laughs> uh, all right. So, so yeah, there's a little, little fun stuff there. But uh, so we talked about why we teach and this and that. Why? Th- these kind of go hand in hand. Why? And this is something I've struggled with because I've had some bad experiences with EMS. And I look at the leadership of EMS and kind of where they say they want to go. And we've seen – Man, we see some bad stuff. We have seen some bad stuff in, right. in this industry over the couple, last couple of decades. Why would I want my kids to enter this? Why, when when people are wanting their, their lights are shining in their eyes, and like, I mean, I want to come out and I want to help people. I want to come to your school, and I'm like, well, I want you to come to school, and I want to teach you the best way possible. But at the same time, sometimes I go, this really is not a good field to go into. Why did we get into it, or why should people 
still get into it. Well, I think it's a noble field. I mean, I think the field does good itself. I mean, there's nothing wrong with people helping people, and there's nothing wrong with making a living or having a profession off of being a rock, a community, a rock for your community. You know, it's something mm-hmm. it, it's something to be said to know that if I right now started having chest pain and started sweating and started feeling nauseous, you'd pick up that phone and call 911 that somebody's coming to help me, that the helpers are coming. Yeah, it blows my mind that people do what we do for free, you know, that volunteer yeah. stuff. And I'm talking about they have full-on paramedic numbers. They've gone through the same schools we've mm-hmm. gone through, maybe even more, depending right. on the situation. And essentially I mean, they're doing it because they want to help the community. I, mean, I, I was, a mo- I was in, in Mobile, Alabama. I was a volunteer when I lived up in um, outside Tuscaloosa in Walker County, Alabama. I was a volunteer because that's what we mm. had. That was it. That's it's, and I guess if that's if that's what you grow with and you want to really help people, I mean honestly I took that whole different tactic of I saw some I saw an ambulance I saw somebody new from the school I was in doing something on ambulance like what are you doing that's cool well, you're, you got- you're helping somebody and and getting and they're like yeah it's a great part time job and that's how I approach the whole field is it's a cool way to get paid and help people mm-hmm. and it turned out I was actually really good at it and never had thought twice about it growing up. Well, there's more than one. There's more ways to get paid than just money, and it depends on what your motivator is and what your okay. drive is. What's some of your motivators? Just having the satisfaction knowing I made a difference in somebody's life. Okay. That somebody went home today because of something I did. That and that, that is a good feeling. I mean, there's there's. I always tell <laughs> students, yeah, I pick on your rule a little bit. It's like uh, rule number one is everybody dies. Rule number right. two is we do everything we can to stop that. And I said. Yes, but I said, we're really, what I'm going to teach you is we're here for the living, 100%. Most of your calls are going to be sick calls or trauma calls or something that's not going to kill somebody today, exactly, but yeah. they need help one way or the other. Comfort. Or comfort. Or, yeah, uh, just that right word. Somebody to listen. Life. Exactly. Uh, and that's exactly what we teach and, and try to work on. And it has, it has the days that I had the darkest times, I'm like, you know what? I, I did everything I had to try to do to save your, your father or your grandfather or whoever it was, and you didn't even let his body get cold before you're calling the cops saying I stole money out of his pocket because you knew there was money there, and I had to do it when. And again, this is a real call. Uh, you know, I went in with a student and a, a EMT, and we had to pull this guy out of a conversion van, which is the, my favorite kind of van. those big old yeah. 80s vans with the table in the middle that you can pull out. And, mm-hmm. um, and I had to pull him – through the side door because the way it was, uh, and we, we got him out in heavy set, as you can imagine, older with, with a heart attack, and just the times. I mean, we just never even had time to think, and we did everything we could. We almost got him back, but it just didn't happen. And I, I didn't even get clear from that call before Rockdale County detectives had called our office and said, when you get a chance, come by and follow a statement. And so I got dispatched to pull all the numbers all that. But, yeah, I was like, seriously? I just – well, I didn't think of it this way then. But I can look back now and realize the truth is I just took who knows how much time off of my life because of the high adrenaline, the stress, the mental, you know, remembering everything, making sure I'm doing everything right, running the whole crew of fire and EMS to do everything I can for this person I've never met and don't know anything about to save, try to save their life. And before I can even be done with my report, you're accusing me of stealing money from it. All right. You know, that's, that's well, a hard I mean- day. Every every job is going to have its ups and downs, yeah. no matter what. I mean, and it's going to have its difficulties. And you're going to be people, no matter what profession or what it is you do in life, there's going to be people who are crooked. There's going to be evil people, and there's going to be people, people yeah. who stab you in the back. I mean, look at the, I mean, look at the clergy. And, you know, there's, you know, certain church, like the, all the crap that's happened with certain Catholic church um pastors you know yes there's a lot of bad things but that's not all of them there's some really prop that's probably like one small basket out of the entire orchard you know yeah there's a heck of a lot more people out there doing good than bad but that one small basket ruins it the taste for everybody yeah you know so yeah in ems there's there's a basket of bad stuff but you know what? Whenever you go to another profession, you want to go do something else. Guess what? You'll find that there's a basket oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. there too. Yeah, and then, and then that that brings the background to what you were saying is 
those bad days like that where it, it did color the rest of my shift and it was I don't, I don't even remember what the rest of the calls were but it was just some rough days and then you turn around and and somebody says thank you and you you know medically you really didn't do anything but give them a ride right and they, they just meant the world to them or just like you said listening to them for a second i've had those transports where they're in uh morgan county on the edge they wanted to go either all the way up to rockdale which is a 20 30 minute ride or Maybe even to the cab, 40, 45 minute ride. And I'm just in the back just doing a report because I've done my vitals. I'm doing them every 15 minutes, but that's all I need. But it's just them pouring out about the stress of, you know, this problem with their daughter they were having. And right. their marriage is struggling and their sick mom is, you know, it's it's that middle syn- uh, syndrome that I was learning about then of you're this adult who still has elderly parents, still has kids that are old enough to get in a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. You have your own marriage you want to deal with, you know. And then at the end of that ride, they're like, that's what they really needed, was that confessional, if you will. I mean, to right. a point, the back of that ambulance is a little bit like a church confessional without the religion and right. the the forgiveness or whatever. But it's that bartender with the confessional. confidentiality. Yeah. You know, um, and that made me feel good. That's why we're here for the living is, is just to be able to – when in a situation like where I worked that code, and I, and I know you've had these, where you're going with a team – and they've worked it, but somebody's on the phone call medical control because this is done. Right. And we just need orders. I've gone into the other room and talked to the family about it mm-hmm. and gotten that whole, I don't understand. You know, yesterday it's like she's a brand new person. We've never seen her again. You know, seen her like that in years. And, and we thought things were better. And, and you get to comfort them and tell them, you know, you know I told them that's kind of, I would today, I, would, I might say the universe or it, it depends on that, but you look at your clues. And in this house, you know, there are crosses and Bibles. So, like, you know, sometimes that's God, the way God does things is he throws out this day so you can remember them like you used to. Right. As opposed to that years of sickness and, and downgrading that's mm-hmm. going on. And, how, I mean, you've had to comfort family. And, yep. and, and that's part of the job. And that, that does make you feel better when you can do that, yeah? Yeah. And that's why somebody's got to do it in the community. I mean, if I didn't do it, who would? I mean, and I know somebody did and people do today. But I wanted to be part of that, and that's the why I did it, you know. Have you ever taken a break from the industry, like did yeah. a whole other job for a while? What would you do? When when was that? Oh, no, no, no. I mean, I've always I had to do something with it. I mean, I went from the field to education. That's it. Yeah. Now, you originally, you you started volunteering in, in uh, Mobile, Alabama, and then you went to the military? Oh, no, no. I actually started volunteering here in Newton County. Okay. And then I went into the military. Okay. You know, I was 17 years old at Station 10 here. Really? Yeah. No and idea. Station 8, and Oxford, North Newton, and stuff. Did some stuff with Salem as well. How old do you have to be to volunteer? It, back then, it was just 17. It's probably an insurance thing, isn't it, now? Probably. Like driving yeah. or whatever. Maybe you can volunteer. I don't know. They have I to was have basic like 17, insurance. and then I turned 8. You know, I was pretty much 18 to you know uh, before i turned 18 i didn't do much i mean it was mainly training showed up i didn't run calls until i turned 18 gotcha so when i turned 18 yeah. we ran calls and now national registry registry says you can be a registered emt at 16 i think they took the age off totally off didn't totally it? off i think so. i can't now, remember i remember i know remember. It was... i got a i got that memo but i know it's under yeah. 18 now but the state won't license you but right. you can go ahead and get the registry when you turn 18 but, yeah, I started and I joined the military, and then when I got out of the military, I went to Alabama, and I had to go through intermediate because the only thing that I had was EMT basic coming out of the military. So I went through intermediate and paramedic, and while I was where I was living at, it was a volunteer fire department that had a rescue squad there as well. So I was a volunteer for the fire department and the rescue squad as an intermediate and then a paramedic. And then when I moved to Mobile... I was actually working for AMR at the time when I moved to Mobile, but in the county where I lived at, the county was covered by volunteers, so I would volunteer okay. as well. But then I'd work as well for um, AMR. Man, that's that's something. I mean, I grew up as a preacher's kid. I know there's there's churches who do ask preachers to volunteer. I'm like, you're you're insane. And same way with counties. I mean, you do what you got to do, and I think we're going to see a major. Well, the uh, thing is, if, I, if I, we don't change our ways educationally and what we're requiring, we're going to see a shift towards only the big, rich, 
in Richmond, a big tax base. Right. Only the big rich counties are going to have EMS. The rest of us can volunteer. You know, and that's that is ridiculous. When I went through EMT school, I don't know if it's changed, but when I went through EMT school in 1996, we in Georgia, we at least had four, maybe five counties that had zero 911 coverage at all. Oglethorpe County being one of them at the time. Um, uh, they had no 911 coverage, no ambulance service. So it was a volunteer fire service, and the surrounding counties, if something happened, the police department would call. I mean, they had 911. The system existed. They just didn't have an ambulance service with it. And so 911 dispatch would have to shift it up to, like, an Oglethorpe County's situation, probably Oconee County or athens Clark, you know, somewhere in there, Winder Barrow. Uh, and have them come in from that distance to help out. That blew my mind. I'm like, seriously? I mean, I grew up at that point. I was growing up in Athens. I was going to school in Athens. All I do is see cops, fire departments, and ambulances everywhere. Because it's a rich county because of UGA being there. A fun fact, you know, UGA was originally going to be founded in Watkinsville outside of Athens. Really? They didn't do it because of now the historic, but then it wasn't historic. The historic Eagle Tavern was there, and they didn't want their school being influenced, their students being influenced by alcohol. So they shifted it up to Athens because they didn't want to be next to that huge tavern. And now, what is UGA? But uh, six square blocks of bars and campus. <laughs> you know, There's literally a, a building yeah. over there that has three bars in it, one on top of the other. So, yeah. So I'm like, just checking. It's hard to tell. I mean, I assume it still it says it began as a volunteer-driven EMS. It doesn't say that it's not volunteer, and I don't see any job openings. So, um, but if you know anything about Alabama, Mobile County is the second largest count, most populated county in the state. Okay. And the county, I mean, the city of Mobile only makes up, you know, a small portion of the entire county and here i'll show you you can okay. charles can see the picture there right. um the gray part is the city of mobile where the paid services are the rest is all volunteer really yeah and that's kind of like the cab county where there's a number of cities outside of that right towns whatever you want to call them outside of the main one yeah man that's that so that'd be like saying decatur has paid EMS service and the rest of the area in the Cab County doesn't. It's all volunteer. Yeah. That's crazy. But the majority of EMS in Alabama is volunteer. It's one state over. That's also crazy. That's I don't understand that. So I mean raising these, you know, doing things is, you know, just gonna make things you know, worse, but I volunteer yeah. because I wanted to service my community because when my neighbor needed help, I wanted to be there to help them. So I got one last question for this particular episode then. Worst case scenario, the Georgia goes the way that says no matter what, you have to be a tech school to whatever they say it shuts us down. There's no way around it. We can't teach anymore. What are you going to do next? Mm. Dance. <laughs> you're supposed to say run for ems state director but uh <laughs> yeah there's uh, no running for that as well right people right now i think honestly with the traction we've been getting with this show that i mean you're talking three four years down the road which gives us a lot of time to gain traction that uh i think we'd easily find funding to be an advocacy group and and influence actual statewide change and so on and so forth. But, I mean, that's – I mean, for me, I'm always thinking about next step, whatever. But, yeah, I mean, if it came down to – and it, I am I am we're going to be posting these articles that you've been finding, sharing, including that story you talked about, uh, where people are letting go. I, I thought it was crazy bad. And this is, this is why – this going back, I guess, full circle, this is why we fight, why we do this show, why I'm back in the mix when I walked away for a few years um, is because, one – yeah, if somebody comes to my house, I want to know they know what they're doing. Not come in on a stroke call, again, real call. Uh, not come in on a stroke call on a family member of mine, and they're just carrying a clipboard and no stretcher, no nothing. And it was called in as a stroke. 
Nine one one. You know, I like no. I want to. So I'm willing to help teach and, and really. Um, I get mean sometimes. I mean, I call people out and I get on top of them. I'm like, no, you need to know when you walk in that house, you're able to do everything you can or get out. You know, I'm, right. I'm never a gatekeeper for the industry. I hate gatekeepers of anything, but there is a bar to be had. You overcome this bar, you're, you've made it. Go help people. You can't make it over the bar. Keep trying. And you can either get there or you'll walk away and realize it's not for you. But I'm not going to tell you no. I'm just going to keep that bar in place. Um, but while we fight is is in nineteen ninety is either ninety six I went through EMT school or it was it might actually have been it might have been actually no I think it was going to be closer to ninety nine two thousand when I went through paramedic school because I was riding with a big service and it had to be in Gwinnett because I did everything else in Athens but the guy who taught my class was one of the higher ups in education at Gwinnett Fire so he arranged for us to have the contract to ride with Gwinnett Fire. And they were telling me then at Gwinnett Fire in the year 2000, so almost 20 years ago, that they were having a paramedic panic, as they call it. This is just staff. This wasn't chiefs or anything. But there was just staff saying they're having a paramedic panic because the way fire system works is you're supposed to rotate seats. And you have to have so much experience in each seat. You know, firefighter one, firefighter two, engineer uh, uh, there's, I don't know, there's all the different ones to be able to challenge those tests and promote, right? To right. be able to go up to driver was one of them, you know, to be able to go up to sergeant and lieutenant and all this other stuff. And the medics who wanted to do that were not getting that time in the seats because no, the box was always, they call it the box, you know, the ambulance, right? Because mm-hmm. it's short and boxy. The box was always short. So if you had a paramedic number behind your name, Instead of being on the ladder truck like you're supposed to be today, I'm sorry, man, we need you at your, not your station. We need you at the other station because somebody's sick or we just had a shortage. We don't have enough people. We need you to go run that truck. So they're constantly running the ambulance and constantly leaving their crew. And we all have a safety zone, right? Well, I'm assigned to this station. I've learned this crew, the shift, and they're being moved around. So they were dropping their numbers in record droves, dropping back to EMT or advanced or intermediate at the time, uh, whatever it was. That they had so they wouldn't have to work on that truck as a medic anymore All right because they're as far as i can tell well i think there are some places that say we hired you as this now but then they weren't even thinking like that right. so there's no policy that says we hired you as a medic if you drop that then we're going to let you go that's fair but there was so they were losing med- and i'm like well one i couldn't comprehend why you you drop your numbers and now i comprehend that better but even then i was like we have to do something about this. Mm-hmm. You're losing people because they're getting worn out and run ragged. And I'm brand new into the paramedic field. I've been in the EMS field for three or four years at that point. And it's worse today. Not as it worse, we have people wanting to make it harder to get into the field by shutting down schools and putting up bachelor degrees. And it's, yep. it's and just bad. It's bad, man. Yep. And accreditation, and and oh, even now to teach paramedic, it's an associate's you know, degree you, you know, have to have. You know, accreditation is not bad if it's equal on all lines, right. on everywhere, and the costs are kept down, you know. Yeah. Hey, I sent you, you may have got it three times, but I sent you a link to that article that I was talking mm-hmm. about. Yes. About the NBC When you call 911 and no one comes, yeah. 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 Yeah, we're gonna post that out for sure, and maybe we'll even talk more about it next week. Right. Uh, I think a little bit of next week uh, to tease it out because I've been wanting to talk to you about this for a while. When when is too much? We all like to be individual and have fun, but you know, next week is actually gonna be Halloween itself. But yeah, you know, when is it? When do you take personalization too far in the ambulance setting? You know, putting little skeletons on the windshield or or you know, when uh, rear view mirrors. What I'm trying to say, or yeah, you pack just your bag. So maybe we'll talk about that some. But I don't think we're going to be off of this topic for a while. All right. You know, because we, we're – it's becoming louder and worse. And so, basically, as articles and stuff come out, we're going to keep addressing them. Um, but I'm also here to encourage those in the field. We're here to fight for you. Right. That's what we, we – how, how many years, roughly, have you been in the field? 25, 26 years. And the last time I counted, I was at 22, 23, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. So, it's, it's, it's not like – we thought, oh, this is a way to capitalize on something. I know we've done it for a while. Um, 
Yeah. And now that I'm hooked into this, I mean, I, I shouldn't say this because Tom's going to cut my funding. But like, if I didn't have funding, I probably would still do this show because I feel like fighting mm-hmm. is, well, one, I'm really good at it and I, I stir the pot quite well. But two, it's that somebody's got to do something. And the world won't know until you tell it. So that's right. what we're working on here on EMS Underground. So hopefully next week the internet will be better. And uh, the live show will go much smoother as far as the video Hope goes. So. Uh, so that's Thursdays at 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern. Check us out. Uh, keep your eye on the AJC because they're doing all kind of articles. And sometimes you're not even appearing in them. Yep. So that's really cool. Uh, anything left uh, out there to say, sir? No, that's it. Y'all be safe out there. And thank you for your time. All right, we'll be back next week, and make sure you download the podcast and email us. Uh, uh, you can hit me up, Charles, at gaiems.com. I would love to hear from you. And actually, if you uh, look at the show notes for the podcast, there's a link for Anchor that you can actually leave a voicemail, and we can put that in. So we look forward to hearing from you, and we'll see everybody next week. Peace.